Welcome everyone to House on Fire, an Austin Oaks Church parenting podcast where we talk about all things parenting for every phase. Our desire is to help you raise the next generation of believers to be simply about Jesus. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, Kirsten Hoffman is with us today. How are you doing, Kirsten? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really, really excited. And the topic that we're going to talk about today is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So um, you were the first one I thought about when it come, yeah. came to this topic to discuss. So, um, so well, inform us uh, about you and your family and the stage of life and whatever fun things you would like us to know about the Hoffman family. Yeah. So my <coughs> husband and I just celebrated three years Man. of marriage wow. last week and we are expecting our first baby next month. Yes. So all of the parenting things have a whole new <coughs> shine of relevance to me. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. So if somebody from the church uh, was like, oh, we need to get the Hoffmans some diapers, mm-hmm. which brand do you think at this point you would want? You know, we will happily accept any brand okay. that somebody wants to okay. give us. Well, for those who are listening and know Kirsten, uh, which most of our church does, um, they need to pony up some diapers and wipes. <laughs> yeah, we'll happily take anything you want to give us. Yes. Yes. And so do you know if it's a boy or girl yet? No, we are waiting to find <sighs> out. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little jealous that you could do that. So, <laughs> well, I love surprises and that's how both of our families historically do okay. things and we kind of figure it's win-win. I think we'd both love to have both. So, Yeah. Yeah, pretty easy decision for us, but I do get a lot of, oh, I could never. <laughs> I could imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> like like my response. Like I could Yeah. I mean, I guess if my wife is like dead set on it, I guess I could yeah. go along with it, but it would be it'd be hard. So do you guys have both name like names for boys and girls we picked out? We have a fairly short list of both. Okay. So we've found some that we both really like. I don't know if we've found one of each that we're like super set on or anything but we've got yeah got some good ideas i think i'm sure it'll it'll come together as uh you guys get closer to the date so yeah well cool anything else you want to let us know about you guys and your family and Mm -hmm. did you got a house which is like an act of god these days in austin or the austin area i guess yeah we um, moved into our first house that we own um, the day before Easter. Okay. So lots of changes yeah. in our family, lots of big things um, the past couple of months. So it's been really fun and really wild and sometimes overwhelming, but lots oh, of yeah. really good things, really big things. Um, yeah. So just prepping to step into a whole new season of learning what it's like to be a mom. Yeah. It, uh, it's a trip. Yeah, <laughs> it's a journey. So that's what they tell it, me. Oh, and your husband's great. So he, yes. uh, he's, I remember, man, I don't know. Like before, when you guys were dating, uh-huh. I remember one time just coming up again, Kirsten, you don't need my, my opinion doesn't matter, but I go, I, I approve. <laughs> yeah. Like, and again, I was like, my opinion does not matter, but I'm like, I really, really like your husband. So yeah, he's um, great. Yeah. For anybody that may not know me or my story, I, worked on staff mm-hmm. in the student ministry here at Austin Oaks Church yeah. for um, uh, seven years, something like that. So Lucas and I have worked together for a long time. We have. And so he got to like meet Stephen while we were dating yep. and um, knew me before I knew Stephen and things like that. So we go quite a ways back. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And your husband's a plumber. He is. Yep. Um, a legit plumber, actually. Yeah. Um, I recommend him all the time to people in my neighborhood and... Um, Anyway, so if yeah. anybody needs a great plumber, which he's probably crazy busy, he probably is, is saying no to summer is nuts. But yeah, um, yeah, pl- new construction and well, residential new construction and remodeling is yeah. their go-to thing. But yeah, yeah, he loves it. Yeah, and he's good at it. So yeah, he is. And it's the, very handy <laughs> skill to have at home. Y- yes, <laughs> I could imagine <laughs> it being very helpful. And then, are you still working? I am. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I um, work for a learning company called Grade Power Learning, mm-hmm. and um, that's been fun to get to work with students and families in a different context. Yeah. Um, so yeah, kind of winding down as I get ready to yeah. uh, prep for the baby. But, yeah, for yeah. sure. We we had Gordon on, uh, 
and talking about just education stuff for kids yeah. and stuff and teenagers and how their company helps. Hey, um, Gordon. That's my boss. <laughs> he's pretty awesome. <laughs> he is. Um, well, so today we kind of want to talk about like uh, how to bless your yeah. child or teenager. Um, and this has been a part of our youth ministry specifically um, where we have an event where parents bless their graduate. So mm-hmm. the seniors right now. Um, but let's just kind of have a conversation about how to bless your child or teenager or, or speak truth into them. And so, mm-hmm. um, Kirsten, how about you just start off with just uh, where you've seen that in your own life and the lives of other people. And we'll just kind of see where the conversation goes today about, about how to bless your sons and daughters. Yeah. So blessing, I think, is an interesting word. Because it has so many different, we use it in so many different contexts. Yeah, and especially it, in Texas. Yes, <laughs> and it means so many different things. So yeah. um, I say bless you anytime anyone in my vicinity sneezes. Yeah. Um, you can hurt my feelings by blessing my heart because I grew up in Georgia and I know what you really mean when you say so that. that. So that's not just a Texas thing. So that's no, like, it's okay. a, I think it's pretty Southern. I don't okay. know how far... It extends beyond that. But okay. Yeah. It's just a nice way to say. Oh, you're, you poor thing. Yeah. You're, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. a lot, there's a lot of bad. It's not a super gracious. <laughs> no, phrase. no. It's full of really pity. I'd say more than anything else. But yes. anyway, and we talk about being blessed and saying a blessing over a meal. Yeah. Um, and blessing is used several different ways in the Bible yeah. as well. Um, so when we talk about speaking a blessing over a child or a student, whether it's your own or really just anybody, um, I think what we're really talking about is um, speaking a desire for prosperity mm-hmm. in their life and not necessarily yeah. material prosperity, but for like sure. wishing good mm-hmm. for that person. So I was trying to think of some other contexts where we do similar types of things. Um, and I think the best example that I could really think of is if you've ever needed to give a toast at a wedding yeah. in particular. Um, I think that that kind of encapsulates what I think of in my mind when it comes to being very intentional about blessing someone, thinking about what is true of them, what you observe about them, what you appreciate about them, and then also what you wish for them, Hmm. what you want for them. Um, Speaking that truth, affirming their identity, and um, based on those things, speaking what you want for them in their lives. Um, So yeah, that's what I'm... Well, and it makes me think, so... My father-in-law told me one time like there's like three or four different references to where Christ says my beloved son. And so like in Matthew 3 and and Mark 1 and Luke chapter 3, they're all the same story of the baptism of Jesus. Yeah. And so so Christ says or, or sorry, the um I'll just quote Luke 3:22 20, specifically and it says the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove and a voice came from heaven. My, you are my beloved son who I'm well pleased. And so that happens in three of the gospels. And even in Matthew 17, five, he says, God says the same thing at the transfiguration that takes place. And mm-hmm. so I found four references in scripture. And especially as a guy, I think oftentimes like men need to hear that from their dads. Like yeah. you have what it takes, you're mm-hmm. worthy. And I think daughters need to hear very similar things from dads and moms, both, but you're mm-hmm. beautiful, those sort of things. But the, and I was like, okay, well, like beloved's not a word I use my vocabulary. Like right. that's kind of it's like similar to the word fellowship, but it, it's a great biblical term, but I, it just sounds strange. And so I was like, okay, well, what is that? Like, what does it mean when God says you're my beloved son? So, so some of the ways that it could be interpreted is um, to the one who is in a very special relationship with another person. So, mm-hmm parents with your kids, like Lord willing, that is taking place. Um, You're the only beloved um, to the one who is dearly loved, like your prize or you valued. And here's the one I really liked. Um, It's pertaining to the one who is uh, the only one of his or her class, Mm -hmm. which I love because parents view, most of the time parents are like, my son is so smart. They're like the fastest. They're the most beautiful. Like, and that's a good thing. Like, and that's not always true. Like they're not always the fastest, but in the eyes of the parents, it's like, you're, you're in this totally different category of any other child that I know yeah. or teenager or whatever. And that's really what we mean when we say that someone is like special is yeah. there's 
that exclusivity mm-hmm. in there. And I, I don't think that that's entirely a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, that's what marriage is about. Yeah. Like there is exclusivity there. Mm-hmm. Like you are special to me and I think of you differently than all the other ones yeah. um, out there. And I think that there's um, a lot of good and a lot of beauty when it comes to thinking about that relationship with our kids or the other people in our lives, like maybe somebody that you're mentoring or something like that. Like yeah. there's something unique about you. Um, mm-hmm. And I see that yeah. in you. I think that's really affirming. Yes, I would agree. And you're really good with words, um, not only verbal, but <laughs> writing as well. Um, in our time, we've worked together mostly. I've observed it because I'm so bad at it. But um, so I recognize how good <laughs> it is. So words have power. Yeah. And so has there been a time where somebody has mm-hmm. spoken? And it, I mean, it wouldn't, it doesn't have to be like this formal, like sit down, Kirsten, and like this formal thing specifically from like your parents or from somebody else, but. But tell us about a time where somebody like blessed you or spoke words of power over you that that you still remember today as an adult because of the influence it had on you. Yeah, that that's a great question and a great thing to think about and reflect upon because the Bible is very clear that our words are very powerful. Yes, they are. Um, it is all over Proverbs. James has yep. got some really yep. um, strong words to say about that. And I think to an extent, like we get that from our heavenly father who spoke the world into existence. Um, Obviously not that we can create a whole world just by speaking it, but just our words have power. So a couple of things that I can think of um, in my life, and I come from a really loving home. Um, I grew up with um, my mom and my dad, and I have a little sister and um, great great family. So, um, I feel like I grew up being encouraged pretty frequently, but there are, it's funny when you ask me that because a couple of the things that I think of were times when someone spoke to me about something they saw in me that I wanted to be true, but I didn't, I wasn't ready to believe, Mm. or I didn't see that in myself. So I think about a teacher that I had in fifth grade Um, And I also got to have her in sixth grade, which was really fun. She moved up with us. But she was so encouraging about my writing skills and my, like, just the written word and the way that I spoke. And she, you know, I remember her, like, signing my yearbook and being like, I can't wait to read your first book when it comes out. But she was (laughs) just so, um, so encouraging. And I don't, and I mean that in, like, the most literal sense Mm -hmm. of her words put courage in me when it came yeah, to that awesome. and gave me the ability to believe like, Hey, maybe I am good at this. Mm. Maybe there is something there. And then I also think about my high school small group leader at the church I grew up in. There was a leadership team for our high school ministry um, that you had to apply for um, and not everybody got in it. And I thought it was cool and uh, youth ministry was kind of like my extracurricular activity yeah. in high school. I didn't play sports or anything like that. But my small group leader was like, hey, have you applied for ministry team? And I was like, no. And she was like, why not? You should do it. And I was like, yeah. well, I didn't think that I would, like I'm qualified. Or like, I didn't think that I should do that. And she was yeah. like, no, you'd be awesome. You need to apply for that. So I can think of like these times in my life where there were things that somebody else um, yeah. And in both of those instances, an adult saw mm. in me that I didn't see in myself. Um, but both of those times um, gave me the courage to do something that I might not have otherwise done because I didn't think that yeah. I was qualified or just nobody would pick me or that kind of thing. So um, yeah. those are a couple that yeah come to mind. Yeah, that's awesome. When I know, I normally think of the negative aspect mm, just because yeah. I tend to be a half glass empty kind of thing. But um, so what has, and it may have been decades ago or however long ago, what has there ever been a time where somebody you, instead of using words to that have power and meaning and mm. value towards you, but that did the exact opposite where they, I mean, I sometimes feel like some people try to build you up and then it ends <laughs> like, ah, uh, that wasn't very encouraging. Yeah, like it actually like that destroys me a little yeah. and does the opposite. So do you have any, any times in your life where people, 
have made a comment or said something that you still remember to this day because scripture is very clear that words do have power and they do, um, they can be used to destroy, um, not necessarily physically, but just, right. you know, and so do you have any, any recollection, uh, recollection, there we go. Recollection of, uh, of that in your life. Yeah, I do. And I am, um, pretty optimistic and focus on the mm -hmm. rose colored things, but I also am really sensitive and, um, especially when I was a kid, okay. um, really sensitive. So I can definitely <laughs> <laughs> think of a few things. And one that comes to mind was, um, in, uh, my adulthood, I was pretty new in my career. I was kind of like early, like pretty fresh out of college and I had really hurt somebody that was close to me, mm -hmm. a friend, um, not intentionally. And um, I don't think I realized how much I had hurt this person. And um, I remember coming to work one day and it was right after Thanksgiving break. So I'd been out of town for a while and there was a card on my desk. <laughs> And I knew that another friend had been in town. And so I saw this card and I was like, oh, like this friend came by and left me like a, hey, I wish I could have seen you. Like it's yeah. going to be like fun mail. And I opened it up and it is a two page letter from this oh. person that I hurt um, explaining all of the ways that I had hurt them wow. and saying things about me um, and my character that were deeply hurtful mm. um, and using some, even like some stories and some things that I had shared with them as illustrations of these flaws in my character. Wow. And um, it was a really bad day. <laughs> yeah. I even just thinking about that, like, I feel like, okay, don't let my day right now be terrible. Just thinking about, yeah. cause that's and like, especially wow. Like going from thinking that it was going to be a fun note. <laughs> yes. From a friend, and Man. then it was this, um, this letter, um, that ended with like, you're my sister in Christ and I forgive you. And I was like, this <laughs> does not feel like forgiveness. This feels really, really yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, Man. and I, you know, I'm sure you can imagine I was super distracted yeah. <laughs> the rest of the day. And like, I remember, thankfully, um, <laughs> there are a lot of specifics from that letter that I don't recall anymore, but mm -hmm. I do recall having to deal with that letter today, that day. Um, so being distracted at work and going home and sobbing and really wrestling with myself mm -hmm. and asking the Lord, like, are these things true? Like, is this true? Is this yeah. who I am? And what I, like, what of this do I need to take? Yeah. And um, it felt like someone had put those words on repeat on a mm. tape in my head. And I just kept hearing them over and over again. I tried going for a run. I couldn't get my music up or the treadmill up loud enough to yeah. make it stop yeah. going in my head. And, um, one of the, but one of the kind of instruments that the Lord used that day is I remember calling one of my best friends and telling her about it, um, and asking her, to tell me what was true hmm. and saying like, Hey, this is what it says. And I remember telling her, like, I need you to tell me that this isn't true. Yeah. <laughs> that even if, even if I have done these things, I've sinned against this person, I have hurt them deeply. Um, that this is not the truest thing about me. This uh, is not yeah, who absolutely. I am. This is not my identity. Mm -hmm. Um, that you see something else. And yeah. she did that for me. Um, and the Lord really used that, um, to help start, yeah. um, well really to kind of stop <laughs> the mental attack that was going on and start kind of the process of yeah. healing from that. Well, I, um, I don't know this person, uh, but I, I would say more often than not writing a two page letter, to give to somebody is not the most God honoring way to address 
how somebody else has sinned against you. So I'd recommend, maybe there's times, I guess, but I, yeah, that just seems, I would not recommend that to somebody else yeah, uh, to do it that. It's a longer process than had we had a yeah. conversation, which later we did For have sure. a conversation and um, got to a place of reconciliation, yeah, um, which was good. But yeah, that was really, um, it was a really powerful letter. Um, but I think it did, the Lord used that to shift some things in me and help remind me that even when I sin, even when I mess up, even when yeah. I do these things that are so not what I want to do or what I want to, yeah. um, who or how I want to be, that those aren't the truest things about me, that yeah. my identity in Christ is what is most true yep. of me. Yep. And I think oftentimes, I mean, I think of this for students often or even as adults, but like those could be opportunities where the devil can really take a hold of our minds and yeah. where we can start believing things about ourselves that, that aren't true of our identity. Maybe a circumstance. Yes, mm-hmm. we've sinned, but that doesn't yes. define who we are. And so, so I, but I love it. You had somebody in your life to reach out to, to then reaffirm mm-hmm. uh, who you are. And I think oftentimes those who, man, if you didn't have that, like, okay, how long would right. you have spiraled? Yeah. Like how long would that have lasted? Or even, you know, for some people it, it can turn into major depression mm-hmm. or thoughts of suicide. I mean, I mean, any list of thing could take place. And so having somebody in your life to be able to reaffirm biblical values and your character over you is crazy, critical, important. Yeah. And I think that's really what we're talking about yeah. when we're talking about blessing is speaking truth into somebody's life and affirming their character. Um, And as brothers and sisters in Christ, as fellow believers, even standing in that gap to help somebody else see the difference between like, no, that's a lie. (laughs) That's what the enemy has to say. Here's what's true about you. (laughs) And here's what I see. Obviously not to, absolve us from anything that we need to make right for Um, sure i had done some things wrong and needed to um make things right with this friend but having somebody who could speak truth to me um, in that moment was really crucial yeah and i had a couple of people who did that for me in that season yeah for sure and I mean, one thing we could go down a rabbit trail, maybe eventually on a future podcast will, but, but would be like milestones in kids and teenagers yeah. lives were great opportunities to be able to speak value and yes. truth over to kids. And so to think, you know, think about that. And, you know, most of mine, when I think about it is revolved around like shooting, hunting, like I remember mm-hmm. when Maverick got his first bow and when Paisley did and, you know, just all, all of the fun things, like eventually she'll get earrings and uh, you know, a passport. So there's great opportunities, just mm-hmm. life opportunities or first, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I mean, I even think of it, of when a child, when, when my kids walk for the first time, there's like this overwhelmingness of like, this is the greatest day in the world. Like, man, yeah. you're awesome. Maverick, you little stud. Like, and, and so you're saying all of these great things about, um, so taking advantage of opportunities yes. like that milestones, graduations or, uh, birthday parties, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a, a great way to make those very memorable of speaking truth over them. Um, and man, one of the things I think of as a pastor, it's hard is like when I think of funerals and I think of how difficult it could be when like they're a non-believer or if it was like a family member or somebody that you know, that just wasn't that great to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never been to a funeral where somebody slandered their name yeah. at their own funeral. And I don't think that would ever be appropriate. Right. Like, I think it's like, this is the opportunity where we're going to, you know, speak truth and value and the good things of this particular person in their life, even though that may be difficult. And I, I think often for parents in the heat of the moment and just life things, we can easily rebuke and correct and, mm-hmm. and say things that, that um, point to not who they are, but what they've done. Mm-hmm. And so um, taking advantage of the times to be able to speak truth into them Um it's milestones and that sort of thing uh, to be able to bring out the value um, to let them know the value that you see in them. And so, um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about Kirsten, just like, you know, and maybe you could give an overview or have whatever you would like to chat about specifically, like in youth ministry specifically, and kind of even the event that we have coming up and 
um, and why um, being intentional about looking them in the eyes and speaking truth and value and a blessing over them is so important for them to be able to to uh, do in the lives of their teenagers and kids. Yeah, I think a lot of that ties into what you were saying too. I think that all of us are, as we make our way through growing up and in life, like it means a lot to have somebody look at us and say, like, you've got what this, what it takes. Yeah. Um, here are these great things that I see about you. I think we're all looking for that from yeah. parents, from bosses, from mentors, from peers, from mm. whomever. So um, for those of us who are following Jesus and pouring into the lives of others, whether that's our kids, somebody else's kids, our coworkers, yeah. our peers, taking the opportunity to um, be intentional can be really pivotal in somebody's life. Um, so in, you know, and you mentioned too that culturally there are some opportunities that kind of arise with the rhythms of yeah. life. So one of the ones that we've built in here is as we celebrate students finishing high school, inviting their parents to speak a blessing yeah. over them. Um, and each family is going to have a different rhythm, mm -hmm. like for growing up, maybe part of some of that's maybe like praying together before bed or yeah. just some of those different opportunities. But it matters mm -hmm. to have somebody make eye contact with you and say, what is true. Yeah. And I think especially if we're taking on a role in somebody's life where there is a lot of training and correction, it's important to make sure that um, we're also speaking those words of encouragement and yeah. affirmation and paying attention to, to how we do reconciliation and mm -hmm. how we handle um, when mistakes are made or relationships are, um, injured or affected by somebody's actions yeah. um being careful how we restore people and restore relationship mm. can be really powerful too. let them know you know i love you and um here's what i see in you um yeah so now i'm just rambling what did no, you know no, these are all you're doing great well um let me ask this what because some parents are listening and, and yeah. hopefully the graduate folks, their parents are listening as well. And so they can kind of get an idea of, cause it could be a little nervous and nerve, yeah. like, what do I say? So mm -hmm. let's maybe talk about that a little bit. Like, cause I've often in my thought, in my mind, I thought like, man, when I don't know what to pray, just open up Psalms and just kind of pray scripture mm -hmm. over myself or for other people. And so, um, w what should a parent say? Um, and not, I guess not specifically cause there's, Every child right. is so different, yeah. but what, what would be some of the things that parents should say when it comes to a time of blessing mm -hmm. their uh, sons or daughters? Yeah. So my first suggestion would just be to spend a little bit of time in prayer yeah. to prepare, asking God um, to bring things to mind, whether those are specific words, character traits, or even stories that mm -hmm. illustrate some of those things. Um, for parents in particular, like you know your child well. Yep. And you have seen so much, you know them so well, and you see the things that come from you, you see the things that come from their other parent, if it's your yeah. biological child, um, you know their tendencies, um, you know them really well. So you have great opportunity to speak to the things that make them unique. Yeah. Um, and I'd encourage you to think about what are the things that you enjoy about them mm -hmm. what are the things that you appreciate about them what are the things that you admire about them yeah. maybe some of the ways that they have something that's so different from you that is so special yeah. and so amazing um to think about those kinds of things um and i would i'd consider incorporating that into my blessing giving them the yeah. opportunity to say like hey here's here's how God has made you. That's so mm. unique and so special. Here's what I love about you. Um, and here it's like, you have such courage and I wish I had that. Or like, I love the way that you, um, make everything an adventure. Yeah. Um, and even maybe some of the traits that nearly gave you a heart attack a bunch <laughs> of times as they were growing up oh, yeah. or drove you crazy. Think about maybe the other side of that, what's the 
what's the beauty in some of that? Is it an adventurous spirit? Is it a lack of fear of, um, what other people think? Is it, um, you know, what is the flip side of that? So think about really what is true because also something that happens in families is our ways of communication and our patterns of being get really deeply ingrained. Um, especially because they just sort of happen. It's a well-worn road over time. So by taking these opportunities to stop and pause and be intentional, it can offer us an opportunity to maybe get out of a rut that we've been in or choose a different track Mm. um, to choose how we think about this person that we love um, as well as how we're going to speak about them. So start with prayer. Think about some of those character traits or qualities that you see in them that you appreciate and then um, start thinking about what you want for them. Mm. Like how could you imagine the Lord using the uniqueness of who they are for his kingdom yeah. um, and thinking about what you want to see. A great example of a biblical blessing is in number six mm. when um, the Lord, I believe through Moses gives Aaron instructions on how to bless the people I think it's number 624. Um, and the Levites were specially chosen as um, the priests for Israel. And part of that role was to bless the people. Yeah. And so the Lord gives instructions. Do you have it? I do. Yeah. So number six, uh, we'll start in verse 22. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron. So Moses is his ministry and his life's going to end. He's passing off leadership here to Aaron. Um, so verse 23, speak to Aaron and his son saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel, and you shall say to them these words here. Verse 24, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. I love it because it doesn't say, here's your academic achievements. It doesn't say yeah. the things they've done. Right. Like the, it's, it's the, it's the things that uh, you will become or the mm-hmm. things that you're doing in terms of like character and um, who you're becoming. Yes. Yeah. Um, the Lord's using that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a great. Uh, yeah. So I think that's even a great, almost like template to mm-hmm. use, to think about. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. And what do you most want for your student? Like, or this person that you yeah. love, like, sure, maybe a great job or something like that. Like we all want that, but mm. I love this because this is about, um, their, the relationship that Israel has with the Lord. Yeah. Um, may his face shine upon you. May, um, he look upon you like that idea of having the Lord's attention yeah. as you come before him, um, peace, grace, Um, Some other examples in the Bible are apostolic blessings. So the beginning of a lot of the books in the New Testament, um, especially when Paul writes, often start, grace to you and peace from God our Father. Um, So thinking about some of those things, like what do you want to see from your child? And um, I think one place that in our church that we see that kind of starting off is with baby dedications mm-hmm. when families do that. Yep. Um, I think you have done that. Um, yeah. Uh, we've dedicated both Maverick and Paisley um, and been a part of, of those times in our church and which is a very special thing. And it's, it's, it's not a, um, it's, 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 I mean, really just a milestone for us yeah. to say, hey, as a church, I want you to hold us accountable to, mm-hmm. we want to raise this child to follow the Lord. And so it's really, it's a, it's for the body to mm-hmm. participate in that endeavor. Um, and it would be way better if we never moved or anybody ever moved. Cause right. then it would be like, you really do grow up. <laughs> yeah. Together. So, um, yeah, so that's a yeah. great example. So having that time um to say like we as parents want to raise this child to know the lord and we're going to need help Mm -hmm. and we want you our church family to help us and then parents will often choose a verse that -hmm. they think of for their child and pray a prayer um specifically for that child often based on the verse so um when it comes to preparing for blessing a graduating senior i think a bit about it kind of like the other bookend Mm -hmm. to that to the to this period of time in 
yeah. your home mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. Thinking about, you know, and you know, if you have a verse that you've prayed over them, this is a great time yeah. to remind them of that. But saying like, thinking back to that time before you knew who they were going to become. And now that you're seeing who they are becoming and continuing to speak like, man, this is what I want for you. This is what I see in you. And this is how I want to see your relationship with the Lord grow. This is what you, what I can see that you have to offer the world um, so that they can see Jesus more. I love it. And I think it's helpful to, especially for me to write things out so I can really articulate things really well, um, to write the blessing out. And, and we've talked a little bit about, but just not to focus on the things they've done, but the things that they're becoming. Yes. And I mean, because those, the things that they, that they're doing like, those are going to end, like the trophies eventually won't matter. Like yeah. I remember when we were cleaning out Melissa's room at, we both finished, finished undergrad and got married. And so it was very weird to be in their house, uh, her parents' house. And we're kind of just, we're packing up cause we're moving, you know, uh, from Kansas to Chicago at the time. And, um, I remember like looking back, I wish I'd been a little bit more sensitive cause I just, I'm more abrupt, but <laughs> there was like all this stuff, like these trophies cause yeah. Melissa has been into music and taught kids. My wife has taught other students when she was in middle school and high school, she's going to play piano and all these awards and stuff. And so, and I'm like, man, I'm like chucking these in the trash can and, and looking back, I'm like, I was very insensitive about the whole thing. I'm like, we don't need this. And, but yeah. just the fact that like, if, if all we ever brag about is the things that our kids or teenagers do, then, and, and our culture is great at this. Like mm-hmm. the American culture, we are great at dominating, getting after it, yeah. working like crazy and busting our rear ends and achieving great things, but it comes at a cost. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we don't, we don't do that and not have a cost to it. And so being able to specifically not just talk about the things that they've accomplished and the school kind of does that. Like when we honor graduates, we don't like cap and gown and like Mm -hmm. all, like we we don't, and it's not that we don't care about that, but that's not what, what it is for us. It's a, like we're launching you out into the world. Like you're Lord willing going to be an ambassador. You're going to advance the gospel throughout Mm -hmm. wherever you're going to go, whatever phase of life you're going to be in. And so, um, and I also think it's very helpful to allow other family to be involved. Grandma and grandpa, um, you know, aunts and uncles, other family in the area to be able to be a part of that blessing, um, or even just have them write letters to encourage their sons yeah. and daughters. And, um, and so just incorporating the family as much as possible is helpful. Yeah. And I would say having something written down is also great because if you can pass that on yeah. to that person, um, in this case, that student, they can reread that when times get really hard, yeah. when, um, they're not feeling certain about things, having something that you can read or being able to pull up the audio clip yeah. on your phone or yeah. watch the video or something. Um, it's powerful to be able to rehear those things. Like yeah. you said, I don't know what to read. I'm going to read Psalms. Like yeah. we can open up God's word mm-hmm. and be reminded yep. of truth. Um, yeah. so that can be a really powerful thing to have for them too, some way to commemorate that. Um, and you're right, not focusing much on achievements necessarily. There's Mm -hmm. plenty of opportunity for that. And it's not what matters most. Like if you're interested, I'm pretty sure I still have some report cards and standardized (laughs) test scores from my elementary (laughs) school years that I still have for some reason. But I think that there is such a war for our for our identity anyway. And depending on our personality, depending on the culture in which we were raised, um, both in our home as well as in our schools and different places, it's really easy for us to attach our sense of value, worth, identity to different things that we do. Things that we're often culturally, again, in our home with our peer group or whatever, valued or praised consistently. Um, and so for those who aren't quite to this graduation point yet, I'd encourage you to think about those things, what's being celebrated, what's being encouraged and affirmed, um, in your home or in your small group or in someone's life, because we will start to attach meaning to some of those things. And ultimately we want to find our identity and our sense of worth and our value in Christ. Um, but if the emphasis is always on what we do or what we produce, um, it's really easy for that to get pretty mixed up yeah. in our hearts really quickly. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's difficult 
especially for me as a parent, like to recognize the fact that like my kids, they're made in the image of God and they're not me. And, and God did not like, there's nowhere in scripture where God's like, Lucas, you need to create many use. And now they're going to absorb things from, Mm -hmm. you know, my wife and I, and tendencies and, uh, mostly hick things I feel like from, (laughs) from me, but, um, but they're not me. And so like, I, I don't want them to become what I want them to become. Right. Like I don't want them to do what I want them to do. I I want them to become what God wants them to do, even if um, it's not what I would have specifically chosen for them. Yeah. Like they don't have to be a youth pastor and they don't have to be a social worker, you know, um, but for them, for me to be willing to affirm, speak truth over them as much as possible. And I can, I cannot urge enough, um, the ro- I mean, the role of mom and dad both in the life of a child is so critical. It's in, it's insane how uh, how basic it is, how God has formed and created things, but how critical it is. And so, like my like the nurturing of a mom is like needed like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, it's it's needed, um, and I see that in my wife uh, all the time yeah. because I'm 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 not nurturing, and there's some more dads who are more nurturing, but, right. but, uh, my role is, is to provide and to protect and I'm just rough and tumble. And, and I think most dads are, um, but I think oftentimes dads don't speak blessings and truth over their kids as much as they should. And I'm not like calling out dads, but just, I, I'm a guy. So that's what I think. But yeah. just, I feel like moms are normally great at it because like mm-hmm. there's this intimacy from the moment that a child's born I mean, breastfeeding, all of the things mm-hmm. like there, it's crazy intimate. And so, um, I feel like moms are great at, so I would encourage moms keep doing that. Even when your child or teenager rolls their eyes, you keep speaking truth to your kids, but I can't help but just to encourage dads. Like you need to do the same. Like we need to be intentional about telling our kids, like, I love you. You're valuable. You know, all of those awesome yeah. things. And I think that that can be especially hard because like you said, and this is speaking very generally and typically. Yeah. Um, but women also like, we talk a lot, we mm-hmm. share feelings a lot. Mm-hmm. It's very normal. Yeah. And a, for a lot of women to hug our friends and use our words yeah. to um, encourage and say kind things. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the same way that guys relate yeah. and grow up relating. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is often valued in our society for, um, men and women or boys and girls looks a little different. Yeah. So also depending on how you were raised mm-hmm. and whether or not you got that from your parents and especially your dad, yep. I think for men, um, can really affect your comfort level. Yes, it can. <laughs> um, so I, you know, my dad is awesome and is a great dad and it never ceases to amaze me because he was not raised by his dad. Um, and he had a great, um, role model in his grandfather who um, took him in and raised Mm -hmm. him, but he was raised apart from his siblings by his grandparents. And when I think about his story, I'm just like, man, dad, how did you get to be such a great dad without your dad to teach you? So um, if, you know, I think especially if you grew up in a home where words weren't used well um, or frequently and maybe it doesn't even come very naturally to you because maybe words of affirmation you could kind of take them or leave them anyway um just to practice Mm -hmm. (laughs) just to practice and start saying things out loud and not worry about if it sounds weird or funny um kind of flexing into some new vocabulary new ways of saying things but yeah it's important for us to hear that from mom and dad and um other people in our lives that are close to us. So, yeah. Yeah. And and I think both are important. You know, I think our actions as parents are important, like for for our kids to be able to look at our actions and say, I know my dad and mom love me because, you know, when I'm crying, my mom hugs me or my dad hugs me and we go get ice cream, whatever it is. Like there's, there's action oriented things that express that love. Um, but also, like if, if my, like for me, like my dad never told me he loved me. Mm. Like, and if he did, and he probably did, but I don't remember. Don't remember. And the reason I don't think he ever did or I would remember 
is because his actions did not line up with those words. Mm. So you could speak all day, I love you, love you, love you, love right. you. But if, so like they, they go together. So if we only, if dads only ever, I'm working to put food on the table, but I'm never around. Well, okay. Yes. I love you, dad, that you do this, but I would love to be with you as well. Yeah. And so there's part of it. One, you're great at, but the other part you're kind of missing. Like you can't just like, like the physical presence matters and it, it, equally for parent, for moms. Mm-hmm. Like if, you know, if, if you only ever talk to your kids from afar, but you're never around to be able to express actions of love. Like, so it's both are really, really important. So, for sure. um, well, let's go over just a few of the specifics of how we've done this a little bit in our church. And we'll just kind of touch on a few things. And he t- talked about baby dedication and would even man encourage parents when you have a kid, like let's, you should dedicate your child at church, um, an opportunity to speak a blessing over your sons and daughters. Um, and even, you know, like Eileen in the children's ministry here, like they, they have an opportunity. I think it's coming up, uh, this Sunday actually, where the fifth graders and their class at the 11 o'clock hour, they have a fun time. The leaders speak blessings over them, give them some Bibles. Like you're going to need this for your rest of your life. So like, so the children's ministry does it, which I think is phenomenal. Um, we as a church are in the 11 o'clock hour this Sunday. Um, we are going to be speaking a blessing over uh, the graduates and their families. So that'll be on the 23rd, um, May 23rd. And uh, it's an opportunity for us to pray over our graduates. It's not a, it's not a school education thing. It's a, we're launching them out. You're ambassadors, you're followers of Jesus. You know, you need to own your faith and to take that with you as you go to college, military, uh, the workforce, whatever, whatever you're going to be doing. And so, um, and then this coming up Wednesday, uh, May 26th, that's where we're kind of having our last small group of the year, which is crazy. It's already here. And, uh, we're inviting all of our fifth grade, um, kiddos and their parents, and then all the way through uh, the middle school and the high school. And we're just going to have a time on the 26th of May where we get to cheer on parents uh, speak a blessing over their sons and daughters. And probably my favorite thing about, and we've never really done it specifically like this. We've yeah. done it in different ways. But the thing that I love most about this is you get to see the vulnerability of of parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I specifically enjoy it from the dad's mm-hmm. perspective. Like those mugs are crying like babies. And um, and I just, I just love it. And so um, just eager. And I'm glad that we as a church celebrate some of those milestones and we could mm-hmm. definitely do more, I think in the future, um, as we try to just value the next generation. And so, um, Kirsten, would there be anything else that you'd want to encourage families with, you know, specifically about just an event about blessing or even just making that man using words to really empower their sons and daughters, um, and in the 936 weeks that they have with them from the moment they're born until they graduate. I think just the other thing that to me is really cool and hopeful, and this is true about really any aspect of life, especially when we belong to Jesus, but you can learn how to do this and mm-hmm. you can grow in it. And it's not too late to start Yep, um, at any point. Um, you know, one other thing that we do in student ministry is, do this um, high school trip where we load everybody up in vans and that's their group for the week. And they spend a lot of time together. And toward the end of the week, we have a time of encouragement Mm. um, with one another on a team. And I really enjoy that because we get the opportunity to teach these high schoolers how to encourage one another. Um, And again, encouragement is about putting courage in someone, yeah. not just like saying nice things or complimenting mm-hmm. them. And sorry, if I can interrupt yeah. and, and it works. It does. Because I love it. Any child or teenager that I know where they have been beat down by other people, it's like they're a, an injured animal mm-hmm. in their all aspects of their life. But when I see parents who are like constantly affirming and speaking blessing into them, like that's a different child or teenager. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just no, reaffirming okay. like crazy. Yeah. Just um, what you're it saying. It says like, you know, you think about like a wilted plant versus one that yeah. has what it needs. Um, so anyway, on this road trip, we have a time of encouragement and I love it because I love the opportunity to start 
teaching students how to do that for one another, how Mm -hmm. to recognize things in one another and speak those things to them. Um, I had a, when I was on staff at a church, I had a young man come into my office during the summertime. He was, I don't know, probably 18 getting, he had just graduated and he came in and was so sweet. And he was like, Kirsten, I just really wanted to encourage you. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. And that was all. (laughs) It was getting there. He was like, so I just, you know, I just really wanted to encourage you. And I was like, oh, okay. Didn't quite make it. (laughs) Not quite how you do it, except his, it was so sweet. And his heart was in the right place. Um, So ultimately, I guess it did work. (laughs) It did encourage me. Um, But I I think about that story because uh, this young man was also had become a follower of Jesus maybe like a year or two prior. So really, I think he was stepping into a a whole new world and a whole new way of doing things. Um, And that's that's the opportunity that we get. Like every single day, there are brand new mercies (laughs) for us. And every single day, we have the opportunity to um, step into something new and for the Lord to lead us one step more in whatever it is that he's growing in us. And so when it comes to this idea of blessing, like the Bible is full of examples of blessing and we have lots of opportunity to do that for one another, um, for our kids, for the people that we're pouring into. And so I think that, um, it's really great to have moments even to stop and reflect on what has that looked like in your life? Mm -hmm. Um, and how do you want that to look, um, for you on the other side of that? And this is the easy part. The Bible also tells us that we're supposed to bless those who curse us (laughs) and pray for those who persecute us. Yes, it does. uh, You know, today we're talking about blessing the people that we love, love, you know, (laughs) which you would think would be easy yeah, or easier at least. Yeah. So, um, I think that's, yeah, that's it. I love it. Well, thanks for coming on and chatting about it. It's been fun for, uh, to see, this you know blessing type stuff develop over over the years at austin oaks and it it excites me yeah. a lot um mostly because it's just the people of god you know living out the word of god and the right. people they love the most and so it's like man um something that's simplistic as this has such meaning and impact so um so awesome stuff for us to be able to uh do in our lives towards our kids and teenagers and actually really anybody we rub shoulders with so Yeah, I appreciate your time very much, Kirsten. Thanks Thanks for joining us today on the House on Fire podcast. Please share this so others can be blessed by the conversation we had today. And we will see you all next time.